the second part of the pod where we're going to do what we're supposed to do. We're going to talk about Ligue 1. We're going to talk about the games of the weekend. Now, I guess I'll go a little bit um, quicker through them just so we... Um, just so you know the basics of what happened um, without without me getting into too, too much detail. Uh, focusing on a few games, of course, Paris Saint-Germain against Rennes, the first game of the weekend and, and the clash of the weekend and something, a game that, you know, I got into watching, thinking, am I going to know at the end of the game if Paris Saint-Germain is ready for the Champions League? That, that, was, that was, I guess, what I had in mind. Like, you know, we saw what they did last week, uh, how strong they were against... Um, Against Lille, that was. Um, can they? Yeah, can can they confirm? Uh, you know, they lost to Nice, then they win five one against um, Lille, and now they're playing against Rennes. Are they going to tell the whole world um, we are ready to play the Champions League and we're ready to beat Real Madrid? That's not quite what happened. Um, they finished with sixty five percent of possession. They end up with twelve shots, only one on target, and the shot on target comes comes on the ninety third minute when Kylian Mbappe scores the only goal. Uh, and in front of them, they allow Ren to 13 shots, with as well only one on target. It ended up being a pretty, I'm going to say KG Aver to be polite, but it was a boring game, really, um, where Paris Saint-Germain has the ball and he's just struggling to put any real pressure on Ren. Ren, who's a strong team defensively, I mean, I've just talked about um, Wamed Omari, so we know how, how good I think that defense can be. Uh, but it just looks like no one is taking a chance. No one is trying to shoot from a distance. And when they are trying to, they just can't catch the target. And when when your offense is uh, Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, and on the on the squad you have um, on the starting lineup, sorry, you have Paredes, Verratti, Draxler, um, Xavi Simmons was given chance as well. You expect a little bit more from that. Uh, and then when you have Icardi coming in, Di Maria coming in, Wijnaldum coming in. I mean, we've talked about those players and how well they should be performing. Um, seeing them not perform, I guess, is a, is a little bit scary. So the game itself, in my opinion, you know, a bit cagey. Uh, Paris, I guess, got lucky that they they have the strength that they have. They have Kylian Mbappé, who's the best player in Ligue 1, um, you know, no doubt. Maybe maybe with Fofana, but I think we know Mbappé is. Um, if he keeps the way he is, he, we might be looking at a, a, a Ballon d'Or laden career. So we know how good he is, and, and he's been the X factor for Paris Saint-Germain since the beginning of the season. He's been probably the only X factor they have as well. Uh, that goal comes onto an assist from Lionel Messi, which hopefully will give him a bit of confidence before a game that, um, no doubt, will be a bit special for for Leo Messi. But you know, can they can they actually beat Real Madrid? I mean, come on, you know, it's we say that we expect more from them. We say we know that they have that switch that they can turn on when uh, when spring comes and when the important games uh, come their way. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do um, react and if they do play well, they play at home. You know, they have to have a result against Real Madrid because it's not, although they did it last year against Barcelona, it's not, um, it's not uh, the right way of seeing things to try and get the results away from home. They're, they're going to need to be such a different team to be able to, Succeed today, succeed. So um, Tuesday night, succeed in a couple of weeks when they go to Madrid, um, but then also succeed again in the next rounds if if they make it through. Because you know Real Madrid might be a team that is, uh, I guess, maybe in a bit in the same headspace as Paris Saint Germain. Not really, um, not really confirming. Not really. 
not convincing, I should say, sorry. Um, still on top of the Liga, but as soon as Benzema is not here, the football is just a little bit less pretty. I mean, even when Benzema is here, the football is just not uh, 100% exciting coming from, from Madrid these days. I guess the difference or, or maybe the similarities with Paris is that even when they don't play well, they win, uh, which clearly is the case uh, in Paris Saint-Germain. If, if you look at their season, um, Real Madrid has 54 points in, in 24 games and they're uh, on top of the league with um, with four points ahead of their second. Um, Paris has 59 points with 24 games, um, but they have 13 points ahead of, of number two because they don't have a, a Sevilla in their league who's able to, uh, to stay closer to them. It's going to be a really entertaining game. Um, Paris Saint-Germain, you know, short and sweet, can win it. Um, can they win seven games to try and get to the final and, and lift the trophy that, you know, we say several times they have to lift this year because the World Cup is at the end of the year in Qatar? I have my doubts. Um, you never know. Maybe they're going to find something in them to do it. But when you look at this weekend, um, the lack of creativity, the lack of movement sometimes, um, the... the the lack of shoot on target. I mean, you have this quality of player on the park. You have to be able to put them in a position where they can catch the target. And that wasn't done. And that's something that's scary. Of course, they have the Mbappé weapon. Any any running behind the defense is dangerous. Any counter-attack is dangerous. And we've seen them scoring that way. I don't know I don't know that that's enough to um, to be able to win the Champions League, which is you know ultimately their goal. Another game that I want to talk about is Lyon against Nice. And what a performance for Olympique Lyonnais. Uh, a 2-0 uh, win. Moussa Dembele scored on penalty early on at the 8th minute. And Kartoko Ekambi scored early in the second half at the 52nd minute. Um, I guess the stat that says it all for me is Nice only had one shot on target. But only one. Only one attempt. And that attempt was on target for the whole game. Um, which is the, the worst result they have this season, of course. The team coach Balgalche, it was it was just a, a word that's maybe used too many times and too loosely. A masterclass from Olympique Lyonnais. Um, they were everywhere. They just knew how to stop um, Nice, and they did it the right way. And Kakere and Endombele in the middle uh, just just played an amazing game. It's it's so as much as it is enjoyable to see Lyon play that way. It's so frustrating that they're playing that way one weekend and then they might be completely different team the, the next weekend. Um, and it looks like they're always, of course, leveling up in the big games, in European uh, games, or against Marseille and Paris and Nice and, and Lille. Uh, I mean, they only lost to, to Monaco, I think, at one point this season where they were really bad. But otherwise, they always show up for the big games. Um when you have Kakere playing that way and Dombele, who's who start in the starting lineup and is playing well, Lucas Paqueta. Of course, if Paqueta is in form, Lyon's going to be in form. And I said it since the beginning of 2022. He just wasn't finding his rhythm. Uh, this weekend, it was where it's supposed to be. And it really caused the issue for Nice. You know, of course, Nice were playing their third game of the week. Uh, eight of their on-field players had played last week against Clermont uh, and this week against Marseille. Um, and and then they lost um, two of those three games. They lost the two league and games, which is uh, which is a problem for them because they're now four points behind Marseille, of course. Uh, but it's I don't think it's I don't think it's as much to see as Nice being tired as it is Lyon really being on top of that of their game for for this match. The penalty uh, and the way it happened, it's a silly handball from uh, from Cloyvert. He probably could have avoided it. Maybe a bit of a lack of luck as well. 
but then when Lyon is up 1-0, you're thinking Nice doesn't like to be in this situation, although they're able to come back late in the game. Uh, that's usually where they're able to come back late in the game. Beforehand, they it's hard for them to show the uh, the, the resource and the strength to, to come back. And Lyon, you know, would love to see Nice trying to come out of their shell so that they can counter-attack them. Nice didn't really do that. Uh, the, their position was definitely um, a bit low, and then they tried to play a bit more direct football, which ended up uh, in them losing the ball uh, more often than we've seen in recent year in recent matches from uh, from Nice. Uh, Lyon just 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 took it all and, and was happy for it and and showed how good they can be uh, in their own build up and really play their football. I'm sure Peter Bosch must have been happy to see. Um, how well football was developed um, at the Groupama Stadium this weekend. Uh, it's a very important win for Lyon. They come back five game, five points, excuse me, behind Nice, um, and and they're putting a little bit of pressure on on Rennes and Monaco because they are um, with the same points right now on on the fifth position, just behind because of a less good goal difference. It also comes into a, a week that had a bit of um, you know a bit of stories to it. Um, uh, what's his name? Boateng has been, um, you know, sort of like cast aside from the squad for um, supposedly a bad reaction that he had with another team player. So Thiago Mendes was the defender next to Castelo Luqueba. And, you know, when you see Mendes and Luqueba as your central defense, I'm sure even the Lyon fans must have been a little bit scared of what was about to happen against Nice. And we know how good Nice can be. Um, but they, they did the job. You know, Romain Fevre did really good for its first start as well with Lyon. And unfortunately, I've said that about Lille before, I've said that about Monaco before, I've said that about Rennes, about Lens, uh, and I've said about Lyon before, and I'm saying it again, but it looks like it might be the reference game and that they can keep it up. We do know that Lyon, as Monaco, like Lille, like Rennes, they had the, they usually they had the trend that they have an amazing game and the game after they collapse. So hopefully, Hopefully Lyon doesn't do that and, and keeps it up. Um, next week they are going to Lens, so at least it's another another game where they have to step up and hopefully they can they can have two good performances in a row. We do know um, we do know how Lyon can be and we do know that it's easy for them to collapse as well. So hopefully they'll keep it up. It was an impressive game and probably their best performance of the season. And it's good to see Endombele back at the level that he's um, supposed to be. Another game to cover was um, Marseille traveling to Metz. A very important win for Marseille. They won 2-1. Uh, a very important win because it wasn't the prettiest win, uh, but it's a win that is giving them four points, uh, four point margin over Nice. Uh, Marseille is second in the table. Uh, and even though they're not always convincing, they're getting the result that they're supposed to get. Um, and that's, of course, important for St. Pauli and his men. Um, the goal scorers. Cedric Bakambu at the 26 minutes and Arkadius Milik at the 82nd. Uh, Maiga had scored in uh, the middle at the 52nd minute for Metz. Uh, a game that you know wasn't as wasn't as dominated by by Marseille as we've seen in the past. I mean, mind you, they had a bit of an experimental uh, lineup. Pap Gay, the um, Senegalese midfielder who just won the Afcon. Um, was played as a left centre back and is clearly not his position, although he didn't do too bad. Um, but Charita Char and, and Saliba were with him in centre back, and then you had Kamera Genduzi, Jerson uh, in the middle, and Jiang, um, the other Senegalese who won the Afcon, um, was lined up on the right with Bakambu on the left. Um, 
it, it was, I feel like it was a bit of a, um, a starting lineup that was maybe too experimental for, for, um, for Sampaoli. And also it feels like a game away against a team that is trying to save themselves is the perfect game for Milik to start. He didn't start and they play with a false nine because that's usually where Payet has been the best since the beginning of the season. But Payet seems to be a little bit tired um, this this second part of the season, although he's still, you know, uh, delivering gifts left right and center for his uh, for his teammates. What's good to see though is that when when the changes happen, you know, we're seeing Senji's under coming in, uh, Siad Kolasinac and and Arkejus Milik, and so it shows the depth of bench that Marseille has um, and how how much talent they can use to be able to get to that um, to keep that second spot that they want to keep so that they can qualify directly for the Champions League, as well as, um, you know, performing in, in Conference League. That goal from Milik, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Um, a ball that's not cleared the right way by Mess and Kolasinac, who headed back in, uh, Milik with a, a control of his chest and a um, overhead bicycle, uh, which is a beautiful goal to, to win the game on. And then uh, Milik comes to the uh, commentary for a post-game interview and says, the commentator asks him, um, well, a good game tonight and you offered the win to your team, blah, 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 the usual. And then he goes, um, what do you think about not being into the starting lineup tonight? I know this is a, a bit of a tricky question. I thought Milik was not going to answer or was going to say something like the better of the team, da, 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 da. But his answer was actually pretty, um, like pretty honest. He said, look, there are things that I don't understand, but I just do my job. Um, and his face was, was basically, I guess showing in case we had any doubt uh, that there are clearly some um, ego issues as far as Milik not starting day in day out and and you know I guess it's good in a way to have a player who really wants to play because that shows his commitment and that shows that he's trying to to do his best for him and and, and directly for the squad. Um, I just hope that it's not going to have some uh, some bad ripples during the week. Hopefully that's just motivation and determination that he can put throughout towards football and getting results and not um, and not towards poisoning the the local room. I guess we don't know yet how Sampoli reacts to this kind of um to this kind of words. So let's see how uh, this kind of statements, let's see how he reacts uh, after this one. If we look at the other results of the weekend, uh, Lille won in Montpellier uh, 1-0, uh, a, a win that was hard to get. Uh, Cheka scored in the 77 minutes. Uh, I think Montpellier probably deserved doing as much as Lille did and had a lot of good opportunity uh, to note um, Leonardo Jardim was the goalkeeper for Lille. Ivo Gerbic, after his couple of mistakes last week against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, was left on the bench. Hatem Benarfa was left on the bench and didn't come in. Uh, so I think Gorbenek was uh, was trying to, I don't know if it's punishing his players, but at least trying to do a bit of turnover to try and... Uh, and get his uh, his team back onto a, a positive um, a positive series. Um, Monaco and Lorient zero zero. Uh, Philippe Clément having again so so results. I mean they 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 probably deserve the win, but they didn't put enough pressure on Lorient to to really get it. Um, Nantes was able to see Reims off one zero. Reims who uh, who took the only red card of the weekend at the fourteen minute by um, Yunis Abdelhamid. So they played um, 75 minutes down to 10 men and, and only lost 1-0 against Nantes. 
Um, Brest exploded 3-5-1 uh, with two goals for uh, the new striker who just signed in Brest, Martin Satriano, the young um, Uruguayan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Saint-Etienne, uh, like I said, um, did well to see off Clermont and win 2-1 in Clermont, a third success in a row for Saint-Etienne that gets them out of the relegation zone. I mean, who would have believed that, you know, a month ago that Dupras coming in, we knew was going to have an effect. I don't think anybody expected this effect to be three wins in a row, um, you know, two weeks in. So that that's great for Saint-Etienne. Uh, that's great to see that they are getting out of that last spot that just didn't seem to be where they belong. They only won two games in 21 uh, before, and now they win three in a row. So um, so it, it's good to see Lever reacting. Hopefully they can keep it up that way. Uh, Strasbourg won in Angers 1-0, and Lens uh, won the thriller of the weekend against, of course, Bordeaux. If they are the thriller, it's Bordeaux. Um, they won 3-2. Uh, Lens had scored three goals within the first 26 minutes by uh, Kalimwendo, Kakuta, and Fofana. And Bordeaux answered by Ellis and Huijo. Bordeaux had plenty of opportunity to equalize and to try and come back into the game. Unfortunately, they failed to do so. Uh, and as a result, this is Bordeaux now being the uh, 20th in Ligue 1 final. The last spot, uh, it's tough for Bordeaux. We keep saying it. Um, hopefully, we're going to see some, some momentum shifting. The table, if we look at it, Paris Saint-Germain at the top with 59 points, followed by Marseille, 46, Nice, 42, Strasbourg, 41. And then behind that, it's Rennes, Monaco, Lyon, and Lens at 37 and 36 points. If we go at the bottom of the table, Bordeaux and Metz, 19 and 20th, with 20 points each. And just on top of them, Troyes, Lorient, and Saint-Etienne, all with 21 points. Clermont, three points away. This is going to be a fight until the end between those six teams. Reims still, you know, at 27 points, so six points away from um, the relegation playoff. Um, they need to try and grab some points to not get dragged into that battle. This week, of course, a couple of European games. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain against Real Madrid. Uh, tonight, at the time of me uh, recording, uh, but the game will probably be finished by the time you listen to it. Let's see how uh, how Pochettino does against Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, and Marseille against Caravage on um, Thursday night, Friday morning for me, for the playoff of um, the Conference League uh, in Velodrome. The first leg and the second leg will be um, in Karabash in Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan. Oof, I have a doubt. Anyway, one or the other, sorry. Uh, next week, uh, again, a few inter- entertaining games. Lille against Metz. Lens against Lyon. Nantes will host Paris Saint-Germain. Nice against Angers. Rennes against Troyes. Saint-Etienne against Strasbourg. Can Saint-Etienne win a fourth game in a row? Lorient against Montpellier. Reims against Brest. Bordeaux will host Monaco. It's not the best way to, to go back up, right? Hosting Monaco. And Marseille will host Clermont to finish the weekend. The goal-scoring ladder, Ben Yedder on top, still with 14 goals, followed by David and Mbappé, 12 goals each. Payet is leading the assist ladder, 9 assists with Klose and Mbappé. Thank you again for listening to Casse les Lignes, this new little format. I hope you enjoy it. Please give me some feedback. I hope you enjoy that little piece on Warmed Omari. Uh, I'll have some more coming up for you next week. Looking forward to more of those episodes. Merci. Ciao, ciao.